good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to Fireside Jams, where we jam on community, social commentary, and global artistry. I'm your host, Galactic Nomad. We have a special guest today. Uh, but first, let's welcome in all the all the hosts real quick. We have uh, Baka here. We have Takuma. And we also have Elisa Butler. Thank you, Elisa Butler, for uh, joining us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem. So my name's Elisa Butler. I am a San Francisco Bay Area native, born and raised in the Bay. Um, I have worked in the tech industry for over four years now, specifically in HR and recruiting. I was recently featured in a New York Times article that took a closer look at the mistreatment of Black employees at Coinbase over recent years. Um, I'm passionate about making tech for everyone, um, especially for people of color, uh, especially, especially for Black people, and I'm super excited to speak with you guys today. Great. No. Thank you for being here. We're we're definitely excited to have you here. Um, you know, this is this is a hot topic right now. This is definitely something mm-hmm. that is necessary, first and foremost. So um, we, we'd love to hear more about what you do and how you do it. No, Alicia... Yeah, quick question, though. For those that, that kind of don't know, like when you say Coinbase, can you explain that? Yeah, those yeah. Are yeah, so Coinbase is a Bitcoin wallet. Um, so uh, it's just a place for you to hold all your cryptocurrencies to buy, sell, and trade. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's so funny, though, because, like, I want to I want to hear your thoughts on this on this this conversation or this, this subject. I recently was just on the phone with this VP of IT earlier today, and he mentioned mm-hmm. the power of Bitcoin, and he, he mentioned that it has the power to pretty much like change everything. You know, like um, what he mentioned was it like everybody's talking about moving to the cloud and all that jazz, but he said Bitcoin is, is pretty much uh, a devalued gold. You know, everybody mm-hmm. everybody's looking at at Bitcoin. Everyone's looking at you know, changing the dollar into something new. And, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I will preface this um, by saying I am by no means a Bitcoin or cryptocurrency expert. Um, I'm not super familiar. Um, but one of the things that attracted me to Coinbase was the their mission of creating an open financial system for the world through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Um, And I thought that was great because Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, it allows anyone to participate in the economy. um, And it is completely anonymous. And so, as you can imagine, there's lots of opportunity there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what was your your journey getting on board with Coinbase? My journey getting on board with Coinbase. Um, Let's see. So at the time, um, I was working at Yelp in sales, and I had decided that sales wasn't for me. Um, I wanted to move into the recruiting industry, and so I thought the best way to do that would be um, by starting out as a recruiting coordinator. So um, I was looking for jobs. A recruiting agency reached out to me, and everything sounded great about Coinbase. It seemed like a perfect place to, you know, start out, get my foot in the door, and really do some great work. 
Great. And so what is your what is your background in? Uh, you said your background, is, is it specifically in sales or were you segueing from that into what you're doing now or were you always HR and sales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, over the last four and a half years, I've worked specifically in HR and recruiting. I actually okay. graduated college with a degree in psychology, and hmm. I knew that I wanted to go awesome. um, the industrial organizational route, so more of like the business side. I wasn't really interested in being a therapist. Right, right. Um, so <laughs> I <laughs> – but, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> you, you find yourself applying those uh, psychological principles, I'm sure, inside of oh, a corporate environment. Oh, I know it. I, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so I use it all the time. Um, so I started off in HR as an HR assistant. I was promoted to an HR specialist. And after being at that company for about two years, I wanted to see what else was out there. Um, so I ventured out into sales. After a few months at Yelp, I realized that their method of selling was not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and sales in general probably wasn't going to be a good fit for me. So then I, you know, I took a look at what I enjoyed about HR, what I enjoyed about sales, and figured that recruiting was like the perfect marriage of the two industries. And so that's the route I went. Yeah, and I, I, would, I would say that. I'm sorry. Uh, I, w- I would say that the um, the psychology degree definitely helps in the recruiting aspect because you, you have this different perspective, a different lens for getting a feel and a sense of who these people are, uh, not just on paper, but like as people, what is their, how are they going to fit the cultural environment? You know what I mean? The, uh, the culture of the workplace and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. I will say, um, so I am a recruiting coordinator, so I'm not doing the actual recruiting of people. I am uh, more so on the admin and logistical side of things. Um, so I coordinate and schedule all the interviews. I'm responsible for um, ensuring the candidates have a great experience, responsible for communication between the candidates, the recruiters, the hiring managers, and other stakeholders within the company. So I'm more – Behind the scenes is still very much so important work. <laughs> now, do you do like like people soft and like work day and stuff like that? Like, do you do you deal in like when you say like the admin stuff? Do you use those tools? I do not. So, um, I think those tools are more commonly used on the people ops side. Um, so, okay. recruiting coordination falls under the recruiting ops side. Um, so mm-hmm. all of the work and tools that go into recruiting candidates. So, um, for example, the tools we're using, we're using Greenhouse and, you know, we're using LinkedIn for sourcing and uh, good time for scheduling. Mm-hmm. And so are you actually like fielding these candidates? You know, are, are you reviewing them and, or, or are you just once they've been reviewed, then you're just doing some logistical uh, arranging uh, in their experience with the company? Yeah. So once the candidate has been found, then they're mm-hmm. handed over to me and I take care of, you know, scheduling them, um, speaking to them and giving them information about the interview and the panel, what they can expect, that type of thing. So gotcha. after they've been found, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So you what, are some tips, what are some tips that you can give uh, or – 
advice that you can give people of color, black people, um, to if they're entering tech or entering companies like Coinbase? Um, this question. So I would say, so giving tips and advice for people entering Coinbase uh, is tough because as a person of color, black person, um, I would say don't. Um, because uh, so I'm not sure if you guys have seen the article Um, I think we talked about it briefly but um, I was featured in the article because I was not treated well at Coinbase so if there's anyone out there looking to move there I would say don't but um, to people just looking to break into the tech industry I would say Mm -hmm. do it I mean you belong here I belong here there's space for all of us and no, so what was, was your what was the basis of your negative experience um at Coinbase or what what had you, you know, uncomfortable there? Yeah, I would summarize it by saying it was so ultimately I'd say the reason I left Coinbase was due to othering on their part. So I was made to feel separate. Um, from the rest of the team, I wasn't often included in team meetings and team outings and things like that on a small team of less than 10 people. So um, right. it seemed very deliberate, you know. Right, right, right. So, so like, well, how do you approach something like that? Uh, like, like, do you do you go to HR? Do you say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in this small team. And, uh, you know, I didn't get the invite to the meeting. I haven't been included in these things, you know, and, and this is something that I need to know. You know, like I well, work with these home. people. So <laughs> so how do you how did you broach that? Did you approach HR? Like what what was your methodology inside of experiencing that to cope with that? Yes. So the way I approached it then and the way I would approach it today is completely different. Um, So to give you some context, I was at Coinbase in November of 2018, so about two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that time, I was actually a contractor, so I wasn't employed by Coinbase. I was employed by a recruiting agency. Um, And so being a contractor, if you want to, you know, file any grievances or things like that, you have to go to your employer not be client. Um, ah, so, yeah. Yeah. So when I was there, um, I talked to my manager about what was going on. Um, and he, you know, he tried to fix some things. Um, nothing ever changed. Um, uh, but if that were to happen to me today, uh, I can tell you, I would handle it very, very differently. I wasn't as outspoken or as brave mm-hmm. or forthcoming about negative experiences back then yeah. um, because that was the first time I'd really experienced anything like that. And, you know, when you're in a situation like that and it's your first time being in a situation like that, it can kind of feel like you're in the wrong, even though you're being treated uh, right. wrongly and, you know, it can feel like you're in the wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you know, like, what did I do? Like, why am I being exactly. excluded? Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Well, um, so where are you at now? Having had that experience, uh, what have you moved on to um, inside of that industry? Woo! 
Yeah, so I am currently at Okta. I am a recruiting coordinator at Okta, and I've been here since April 2019, so coming up on two years in 2021. Um, and the experience has literally been like night and day. Um, mm. So I was recruited to Okta from Coinbase. Um, kind of a similar situation to how I ended up at Coinbase. I wasn't mm-hmm. really looking for a job at the time, um, but a recruiter from an agency reached out to me and the pay honestly was better. Mm-hmm. So I had no reason to stay at Coinbase uh, seeing as I was being treated so bad. I hated going to work every day. So there was no reason for me to stay. Um, so yeah. I moved over to Asta, where I am a recruiting coordinator, uh, still scheduling interviews, coordinating interview process, things like that. But I've also taken on a leadership position for our employee resource group for people of color. So mm. I lead our learning and development committee as well. That's great. That's great. Awesome. So you've got more of an empowering position inside of the space and then being able to empower others. Uh, that are coming into that space as well. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And I would say um, my passion for, you know, diversifying tech and making people who look like me feel safe and comfortable and welcome in tech is yeah. a direct mm-hmm. result of the treatment and experience I had at Coinbase. Right. Wow. I got to well, take my money out of I, Coinbase. <laughs> well, I would say, I mean, you know, kudos to you. Um, for just being able to take that experience and move on to something um, that is better suited to you, that is more, you know, inclusive and gives you the platform to really use your skill, you know, because that's that's Mm -hmm. a disservice, I believe, that happens inside of these these companies where – you are excluded or there is what you call othering or this separate, uh, you know, types of, you know, separation inside of the, the, the company is that you don't really get the full benefit of who mm-hmm. you are. You know what I'm saying? Of, of what your mm-hmm. skill is, of what your value can add to that company, which is the reason why you would have been hired in the first place to add value to the company in some, in some way. And so, you know, companies really do themselves a disservice when, you know, they don't really offer you that full seat at the table. You know, you're like, you know, at at the kid's table in the back room. (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. That's not doing anybody any favors, you know? Exactly. I completely agree. And at that point, it's kind of like they're just doing it just to do it, you know, just for the optics. They're not really doing it because, they're trying to make a difference. Uh, I right. feel like, you know, they're hiring me for a number, honestly, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, completely agree. Now, Alisa, what do you say to people that are listening and they're just like, well, I don't I don't care about being like uh, other – I mean, because you obviously know that there's value in, in being – a part of the team, but for those that are listening, like, well, I'll just go home. You know, I don't have to, you know, join, try to join their boys club or anything like that. What do you say to those uh, to kind of either change their mind or get them to look at things differently? So, it so participating in work and you know feeling included and feeling uh, welcomed, it's not a priority for everyone. I will say that. 
Um, some people do just want to come in, get the job done, get their paycheck and go. Um, but I think for a lot of people, we spend a lot of time at work. You know, now we're most everyone's remote, but even still, we're sitting in front of a laptop 40 hours a day, you know, and these people, these are people you talk to more than your family sometimes, more than you talk to your friends. So I think it's normal and it's human and it makes sense to want to feel welcomed and want to feel like you're getting something out of that relationship because that's what it is a job it is a relationship and it should be mutually beneficial if you're into that type of thing like I said it's not for everyone but I think most people wherever they go they want to feel included and welcomed um and so I say find a company that's going to value you as a person, value you for who you are 100%, and who's going to honor you um, for who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, if you're not going to do that, then what is the purpose of you being here? Yeah. No, like, exactly. <laughs> all those, do that is not for me. Man, <laughs> all those, those student loans and whatnot, those, like, Exactly. I'm supposed to be doing something here. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. Definitely. Um, Of course. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to move on from that. And, again, I'm sorry that you had to experience Coinbase uh, situation. Um, But it's an inspiring story to hear hear, uh, that that journey um, through tech and See that you made it. Yes, and that you are making way for others to, you know, feel included and um, to just have a, a greater learning space so that, um, you know, everybody can have a positive experience inside of the industry and do the work that they're meant to do, uh, be productive, and, you know, have a greater quality of life. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you want to feel good about uh, the work that you do the environment that you're in and uh, the people that you share that space with. So thank you for doing the work that you're doing inside of the tech industry. Thank you for sitting with us today. Um, you know, keep climbing. Yep, thank you guys so yeah. much. Yeah. Is there a way uh, that we can support um, like any, anything we can link for you um, on the description of the podcast or anything we can plug? Yeah, I would say just um, my LinkedIn page. Okay. okay. Gotcha. I think what? I think Lakari, um, we're connected, so he should have the link. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And and just like for for the audience listening uh, that don't understand how to navigate LinkedIn, but to come in with a you know a clear cut reason of why, uh, what. What what can what can they do with LinkedIn? Like, are you are you saying that you're, you guys are hiring? Or are you saying that you guys are you're, you're looking to reach out to connect with folks? Like, what are you, what, what can people oh, do? Oh yeah, uh, both. Uh, so connect with me on LinkedIn if you're interested in a position that Okta has on our website. I'm happy to make a referral and you know connect you with anyone you're looking to speak with in whatever department. Um, but also just to make connections, more connections, have more conversations like these. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. This is beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you. Of course. Well, once, well, once again, thank you for being here. And, um, 
you know, we appreciate your time, your energy, and the work that you're doing, and look forward to having you again, um, you know, as a feature and, and maybe, you know, in a different context with other professionals in maybe different uh, different areas and what that experience entails. Mm-hmm. Yes, that'd be great. Thank you guys so much for the kind words and the encouragement and support. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to speaking to you guys again. Same, same. Thank you, Alisa. Thanks. All right, have a good night. You too. Bye. 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 All right. Take care. Even still, I kind of want to do it like a just kind of like a test with y'all, like a uh, like a temperature test with y'all, like how this week has been for y'all. You know, as far as like with the with the new administration coming in, everybody uh, looking to change change hands on in, in the politics and things like that. And have you guys noticed any differences uh, amongst like how people are interacting with each other, and also how oh, Christmas okay. is and how it, what it means to you guys. Um, mm-hmm. In this new this new year, gotcha, True. gotcha. Well, um, well, you know, we're we're in a real tricky place right now um, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, what's happening politically, and I'm really in the mindset that it ain't over yet um, because oh, yeah. it's a lot of stuff going on, you know, with 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 the hearings and all of that right now, and so like I really. You know, while everybody is like celebrating and rah rah good for you and all of that, I'm just kind of wait. I'm waiting because what, what I feel like. I mean, what they're talking about um, going through the uh, uh, the votes with the electoral college and you know, with the with uh, the what are you calling it? Um, man, why is my my brain having a a pause right now? Um, Oh, 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 uh, what do they call it? Election tampering or the, um, mm-hmm, yeah. they're still, they're still talking about this election tampering and, and, um, or, or, uh, election fraud. Like that conversation is still being had. And so, oh, yes. So I'm, I'm just like, well, you know, and so, and if you really, if you look, there are several, there's some platforms that are, that are, you know, claiming it, you know what I mean, for Biden. And then there are other platforms that are like, we don't know yet, you know, until, you know, what, what January 21st or, you know, whatnot. Or well, what, what, I, what I was reading was that, um, like, Congress offici- officiated it um, because at first, yeah, the news outlets were saying projected Biden, yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. I, thought, I read that this week, um, shout out to the Politiscope app, actually, it's black-owned. Um, okay. I, I saw, like, an update that Biden was confirmed by Congress and um, that they had dropped those tampering charges. But I'm uh-huh. sure there are still, you know, outlets talking about that because Trump cannot admit that he lost for some reason. Yeah, races will races. <laughs> well, you know... I mean, only time will tell. I mean, you know, like we, uh, it, it, stranger things have happened is all that I can say is, yeah. uh, you know, we can, we can say all kinds of things right now and then, you know, it can all go a completely different route. You just, you just don't know. Like, I mean, this is America. I mean, stuff happens, you know what I mean? Um, all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, there, there's fluctuations, there's changes. People have different responses than what you thought they were going to have. People don't uphold what they said they were going to do. You know, like a lot of people are thinking in that framework around our current uh, 
our current mayor, uh, you know, and some of the choices that she's made inside of this time frame and pandemic. Uh, so yeah, all I'm saying is, uh, I'm, I'm in the wait and see mindset. You know, I'm just kind of waiting until the, uh, uh, (laughs) everything shakes out. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird how Trump got us on our toes like that. You know, like we have to, we can't even believe things anymore because all this four years of trauma he put us through. But it's through not believing anything. Like, it's but crazy. he, but did he? Like the thing is, like, I, 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 I can't help but appreciate the the lens being like exacerbated for like a lot of people. So, like for instance, you know, this is how America's always been. This has been hidden. It's kind of like, do you do you want to get the do you want to get prepped like the dinner before you get like you know screwed or? Or would you rather just like know what's oh, yeah, going on? Like, true. yeah. So like, the, we now well, we know, know. America's mean, not fair. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, we 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 know that much, but I don't know. I mean, like, the one thing I can say uh, that I respect uh, about Trump is that he he just he's honest. He says what he thinks, what he feels, what he means. Whatever. He just he he's not scripted there's no you know somebody behind him like hey you know make sure you no he just hey he he doesn't pull any punches he's yeah, honest he's yeah. open because i don't feel like oh, you know I, I got i got i got held on another line I, I i i'll ping back in okay sure okay all right so yeah i don't i don't feel like you know the biden you know harris team like they're 100% transparent, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is politics uh-huh. we're talking about, you know what I mean? Like, who is, you know? But, um, you know, that's why I'm saying, like, when when I say I'm just going to wait and see, we got to see how it shakes out. And that's on, on both accords, whether mm-hmm. Biden and Harris actually get officiated into the office, then we got to see what are they actually going to do once they yeah, actually yeah. take that position and all on all of the things that they said. Uh, you know, that they stood for and behind or against or whatever, you know, are they going to make good on those promises? And that's always the question that you have. And I mean, what I can say about uh, Trump is that the things that he said he was going to do, he did a lot of those things. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, no. hey what's, I mean, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, what's hello. Going on? Are we, are we welcoming our guests now? Hello. Yeah, hello, yeah, guests. Just- Hi, how are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Amazing. And so we we needed clarity on how you pronounce your name, sister. Yes, it's Hales. It's Hales, like he hails from. Yes. Yes. Like Hales, yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, we are really glad to have you here with us. Thank you for, uh, you know, taking your time to be a part of this Fireside Jams podcast this evening. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, uh, I, I really appreciate it. Just kind of listening into, you know, and listening to your music. Because so is, you know, our our, our, our co-host here. For those that are listening in, this is Hill. She's, they're, they're, they have, like, a really great great uh body of work as far as music goes if you're looking to just dive on the on, on the e-way or expressway if you're looking to just mm-hmm. chill with your significant other if you're just looking to just be a regular human being or whatever you know like Hales' music is is 
it speaks to you. And we, we kind of wanted to hear your journey in that, in your music making process. You know, if you don't mind, you can take it away. Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much. Um, so my background is actually in um, musical theater. I studied, I didn't graduate, but I studied mm-hmm. musical theater for um, a year and a half in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and I ended up leaving because I got an opportunity to tour with a few musicals. So I left mm. school. I did that. Um, after I was done with tour in 2017, I moved to New York and I've been here ever since. Um, honestly, the top of the pandemic is when I really, really started taking music seriously or like just really mm. honing in on it. Um, because the, com- like the Broadway industry completely shut down. No show. Right. Everything right. is completely dark. So it gave me the opportunity, everything being shut down to really, um, focus in and that's kind of the the beginning of it yeah yeah well Well, first let me say that's awesome um I actually uh was initially studying musical theater as well and uh I didn't finish school (laughs) but but yeah I, I started off with musical theater and and then went into vocal performance and you know kind of that's kind of where my artistry sprang from but um, so, cause that's awesome. one of my questions I was going to ask you if you were classically trained, uh, vocally, do you have any kind of, uh, um, vocal training or is this just something that you've been passionate about and, uh, you know, that you, it was in you and you just had to get it out? Um, I, I think a little bit of both. I, I grew up singing in church. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like where I kind of had some of my first solos, um, so I grew up doing that, and then when I started getting more serious about it, like my senior year of high school, I took voice lessons, and then in college, every student gets a vocal coach. So yeah. um, I, I'm trained in that way, and we had to sing, like, the Italian arias and, like, really? the classical stuff, and then, of course, like, classical musical theater stuff. Um, but I never – I think one of the main reasons why I kind of switched over into doing my own thing initially was – because I never really, really identified with the classical kind of stuff. It was never really mm-hmm. my vibe. I have appreciation mm-hmm. for it, of course, but yeah, it was a little I uptight think. for me. Gotcha. Now, you how know. would you describe? It? Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask, how, did, how would you describe Italian aria to those that, that are not familiar? Uh, it, it's, it's I, the best way to describe it would be like Catholic church music. Like, it's, it's like you would hear, it's like, opera. if you go to mass, <laughs> right, basically like opera, very like, oh, yes. very, uh, okay. yeah, Arias are very different are, than what I do. You know, the lead, the lead song, the soloist song, you know, um, in an opera, you know, so, okay. um, yeah, that's the basis of that. But okay, so you got a mix of some classical training, but mm-hmm. you know, you said that wasn't your that wasn't your jam. So to see you have an appreciation but you moved into just creating, you know, around the stuff that is, you know, is a part of you or what you are interested in. So like I was listening yeah. to your sound and uh, you know, I got to check out uh the tunes that you have up. Uh, come through and, uh, what is it, Orange Confetti? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. so I, I, I must say that you, you definitely do have a beautiful voice. 
beautiful voice with such a very um thank you kind of liquidy smooth tone this kind of seductive sweet quality to your sound thank you um, I mean, it's beautiful. I was, I was immediately drawn to, to your sound, and uh, you've got a very Thank you so much. interesting mix of um, jazz, of soul, of R and B. They kind of all fuse together. And I mean, the reason why I asked if you're classically trained because I can hear the elements of musicality within your sound. Like, it's not a sound from an amateur person or a person that doesn't have, uh, you know, a knowledge, a greater knowledge of music. That's the influence that I got from listening to, uh, to your songs that you, you know, something. thank you so much. You know, something. Yes, and thank and you, I'm, I'm honored that you got that. Yes. Yes. Um, I, you know, I don't know if, uh, uh, Shabaka or, um, Makari have mentioned, but I myself am a vocalist. And so, uh, I, that's why I do have that reference. But um, mm-hmm. I are you also a guitarist as well? Because I do um, notice that both of the songs have kind of heavy guitar, uh, uh, acoustic guitar in it. So you're a guitarist as well? I am not. I mean, I, I would call myself a dabbler, like at best. I know so many incredible guitarists, so I cannot <laughs> call myself that. I own a guitar. That but I are you playing the guitar that's... on those songs? Are you playing the guitar on those songs? So I, to write um, for Orange Confetti, I, I was not playing and didn't write the part for the guitar on Come Through. Um, that okay. was my friend and producer, Charles. But on Orange Confetti, uh-huh. um, that was something that I, so I can I can't do like a bunch of stuff, but I can do enough where like, an idea yeah. will uh, is like clear enough, and then I'll uh-huh. send it to Charles, and he'll elaborate on it. Um, gotcha. So that was literally just like a loop that he sent back. So I can uh-huh. loosely play most of the stuff, but not, I'm definitely not a guitarist. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I, I mean, I think I saw a picture of you, and you were holding the guitar, and so I'm like, oh, are, mm-hmm. are you a guitarist too? You know, because I did hear the the influence of the guitar in your sound, but um. Uh, I think that's funny that you say you're a dabbler, but it it, it in dabbler. the way that you in the in the way that you describe <laughs> in the way that you describe um, you're using the guitar as a tool inside of your creation, like inside of what the music that you're creating you you sketch things out on the guitar, and then you're able to like you know um, put that together with your team, and you know continue to create from there. Is that like a way that you're using it, right? That is true. I just think about the acoustic sound. I know some people like, Wait, hold oh on, my goodness. Wait, hold on, we're breaking up. Hold, hold on. We're, yeah, well, I thought wait. it was just me, yeah. Yeah, no, it was going all crazy. Okay, so go back and... Is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah that's It's good. something about the guitar. Go from there. Go ahead. Um, There's something about the guitar, the sound of it, that is mm-hmm. like so it like sounds second nature to my ear not me playing it necessarily yeah like yeah. some people can write um to pr- fully produce tracks or like beats i have right. to start with like the most basic either if it's a guitar or like just like simple notes on the keyboard but guitar is yeah like, i think it's because i i grew up listening to a ton of india Irie mm-hmm. and like yeah, unplugged yeah. lauren hill like 
So that right. sound is like, it like feels very homey to me. So when I hear, even if it's like two strings, it doesn't even have to yeah. be anything. Like immediately yeah. my mind is kind of like sparked with ideas. And um, I feel you on that. I feel you on that because I'm kind of the same way when it comes to guitar. Um, what what mm-hmm. I've identified is like just string in, instruments, uh, you know, in general, is that that resonance, that resonance quality mm-hmm. of of the yeah. strings. You know, you pluck that string and that that sound just waves out, and um, yeah. you get this, this strong frequency, and um, yeah, it it hits you. You know what I mean? Like you can feel it. You Definitely. you actually feel it because the vibrations are actually going out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Into the space. So I definitely vibe with you there. And um, in terms of, like, creation, um, I find myself often in writing coming out with the baseline mm-hmm. first, right? If you have a baseline, mm-hmm. everything else can, can get formed around that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it, 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 it's, a, it's a good starting ground, right? It's a good place to start from. So I definitely understand what you're saying there. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome to be hearing Takuma geek out. And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, she's a, she's an instant fan fan. Yes, we all are. We yes. all are fan fans. You know. Yeah. No, yeah, we're definitely. And fans. not even. <laughs> yeah, not even yeah, so, just that. Not even just that. Like we want to know, like you know, how to support you as well. You know, in in that because it seems like you have, you know, a, a, you have a great, beautiful sound, and you know, you have a, a, a you know, a very inspiring journey. So, you know, how are you asking folks to like really support you, you on your musical quest? Honestly, just listening, listening to it, sharing with your friends. I yeah. I'm still fairly new to it, so I'm I, I'm mm. cool with the process, you know, of growing and finding the people who, you know, connect with the music. Like I'm I'm so grateful to even, you know, be on the call with you guys. Um, I I was for so long I was so nervous to put something out. Like yeah. I had been thinking oh, about man. this for so long. And it was, you know, just all of the uh, the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome and all right. of that that you can, you know, use to talk yourself out of what you could actually be meant to be doing, you know? Right, um, right, right. So that, that was a well, lot, but I, I'm very appreciative. Well, I mean, we're appreciative to have you here. And I'm telling you, I was, I was just so pleasantly surprised and refreshed. Um, you know, just listening to those songs. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is someone um, that people should know about. And so, like, when can we expect uh, a full album release? Or are you just releasing, you know, one single at a time? Or, or, you know, what's your release schedule? Timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, I'm worth thinking um, uh, February. Um, at least I'm not sure we're either so I'm working on um a seven song e p that's titled okay. Good Things take time hey. um, yeah they do yeah they do they Uh-oh. they do they really, yeah they do they do, <laughs> they do you know so, but I've been working on that for uh almost a year now, um mm-hmm. so I think wow. we're gonna be putting that out uh and so is that gonna be primarily February. Okay, and is that going to be primarily a digital release, um, or you know, are you using other platforms? Are you doing vinyl or CD or anything like that, or just digital? 
right now only digital, but I love vinyl. So if if yeah. that was, you know, Are something you? that I could feasibly do, like, yeah, yes, yeah. I love vinyl. <laughs> wonderful, I have wonderful. to have a paper package for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where can we find you on social media? Um, You can follow me on Instagram at at Hales, H-A-I-L-E-S-Y-E-S. Um, Hales, yes. All right. Yes, Hales, yes. I don't really know <laughs> Twitter streets like that, but I'm trying okay. to get better because black Twitter is really popping, and I, like, am having a phone call. So you can yeah. follow me there also at Hales, yes, but there's two S's at the end of yes. Okay, so Hales, like yes. You have like a little button that says, follow me at Hills, Hills, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah, Hills, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah dope. for sure, for sure. And so, are yo, you, Hills, we um, definitely got to, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, are you on Facebook as well or just IG and Twitter? Yes. Yes, I am on Facebook. Um, I have a page okay. on there and it's just Hales, H-A-I-L-E-S. Gotcha. Facebook, Hales. All right. Now, okay. you know, we definitely got to get to, to uh, like, before you, or before or during, like, you release that EP, we definitely want to have, you know, like, to uh, interview you again, have you over again, talk about, like, your process with the, with the name, like, the, your yes. journey with it, and, like, that finished product and how it felt when it finally kind of, you know, hit the street. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I'm definitely going to follow you. I just want to say that right now. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. And, uh, you know, just we've got lots of points of connections here. I love you got the musical theater background and um, that you just, you know, putting your heart and soul into what you do. And um, we need to hear more of it. So thank you so much. Yeah, we're gonna, thank you hey, so we're gonna, much. We're going to super support you. Like, like, comment, everything. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank I you, appreciate you. that so much. Of course, of course. All love, all love. So. Well, y'all, all right, thank, you for, well, thank you for coming in. Uh, uh, get us out of here. Yes, yes. Hells, yes. Talking to me? <laughs> I'm talking to everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And we, everybody for tuning in, we thank you for joining us. Hells, we, we definitely, definitely, definitely going to be damn you to from here on out, yeah. um, and then when February hits, with that with that February day hits, we're gonna show love. We got we're gonna wait for the for the for that apparel line. We're gonna be rocking some hills. Yes, you know what I'm saying. However that looks, yes, we go, we're definitely gonna show love and support wherever possible. So and that's what we're asking of the audience too. With those that are listening, follow, subscribe, comment, and even connect. You know, offer support. You know, because it's free to do. Yes, and listen to the listen to the artists on all streaming platforms, Tidal, Spotify, you know. Definitely Apple support music. that way. Apple Music, yes. Thank you guys. Great, great. And now are you are you in Chicago, uh, Hill? No, I'm in So you're in New York. You said you, you moved into New York. Right, right, right. Yeah, see that was yeah. something we should have got into too, but next time Yes, absolutely. Oh, um, right. actually, when I come see my family, I, I gotta show up. Yeah, so I got family in New I'm, York. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, oh, bro. Yeah, we got family yeah. out there now. You know, that's, <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm doing that. I'm freeloading. I'm freeloading, so I'm definitely gonna be there with them. Yes, let me know. I got you. Right, let us know when you're in, in Chicago too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much once again, and we're going to let you uh, enjoy your evening, your weekend. Happy holidays, however you yes. celebrate and observe. And uh, Yes, you yes. guys too. Yeah. Thank you. And did you have you. anything you wanted to say to, to the audience before you before you uh peace out? Um thank you. Thank you for your support and happy holidays. Happy holidays. We going All right, until day. until next time on Fireside Jam. <laughs> yeah, all right. This has been Fireside Jam. Y'all have enjoy your, your eve the rest of your evening. Take care, y'all. All right. Peace. Peace.